It's the voice of the one and only DJ Scream, letting you know that you are now in tune to the Casual Flex, where culture meets sports and casuals are welcome. Now here's your host, Philip Dukes. Yo, welcome to the Casual Flex. I'm your host, Philip Dukes, aka Dukes D Scoop. Check me out on Twitter and Instagram at Dukes D Scoop, and make sure you go hit that like and subscribe button. Man, today, this show will be brought to you by One More Question Brand. You see this right here? This is my boy, Travis Barber. Mm-hmm. Uh, one of the biggest one of the biggest influencers on the South Side, doing something for the kids almost every day. Uh, got a really good story about how he turned his life around. One of the greatest athletes from the College Park, South Side, Fairman area. So uh, shout out to Trav. And also by the Atlantic Brand. You see this I got on this South Side Made Me T-shirt. My boy, Matt Herndon from the Atlantic Brand. A-T-L-A-N-T-I-K, mm-hmm. for sure. But today, man, we got probably one of my favorite athletes coming um, for the Atlanta Falcons. That's love. A, a guy from the SEC, one of the fastest rising podcasters in the game right now from the Raw Room, Mr. Jalen Collins. JC, what's going on, bro? What's going on, bro? Appreciate you having me on. <clears throat> nah, for sure, man. I appreciate you coming, man. So before, like, it ain't we don't, we we already kind of ran through things. Like, let's talk about who you are as a person. Like, being born in Kansas City. Uh, raised in Mississippi, what was your upbringing like, and how did your upbringing impact you and your development? Um, growing up, man, big family guy, uh, grew up with three brothers. Um, uh-huh. Mom and dad <clears throat> was separated, so it was between uh, Kansas City. I was in Kansas City till I was about five, and I moved to Mississippi, but back and forth till I was probably about in high school. But uh, I mean, man, being uh, the the third out of four boys, um, you know, just taking a lot of stuff from my older brother and my mom and stuff like that. Um, you know, chill kid, man. Love to be outside, love to play, you know what I'm saying? Love to compete. Um, I'm kind of, I'm kind of like to myself, but I'm also like in the mix type, you know what I'm saying? But yeah, so, um, growing up, man, it, it was, it was a cool, you know, experience for me. Um, you know, being a little black kid in the South and shit, you know, it, it was cool, bro. Just running around and experiencing different things and stuff like that. But, uh, you know, all in all, being being the uh, outside kid, loving sports and stuff like that, um, outside all day to the streetlights come on. That's that's kind of, you know, what 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 brought me, you know, set the foundation to, you know, where I'm at now. So when you talk about being outside all night to the streetlights came on, like, so now it's kind of different. <clears throat> for a lot of the kids that's growing up now, like street lights, man, you better be in before. Like, first of all, they're not going outside. They on the iPad, nah, and Roblox, nah. right? Out, outside almost lame. Like, what are you talking about? Going outside then. Right. Like, even the even the athletes, they not really playing in the neighborhood. They going to trainers and they, you know, little league football is way right. different. Like, how do you feel like this next generation will be prepared for like the rigors of like college football and the NFL, because the way like our generations was like, you just go get it out the mud outside right. and figure it out. Now yeah. that's so much pressure on them. Like what are the differences and how do you feel like the new generation will be prepared going forward? The newer generation, I know, I would, I know that they will in, I guess in most areas that are important, you know, going into the sports world and, you know, trying to become a professional, they're going to be a lot, you know, a lot further along than we were, you know, having the trainers, um, 
you know, just just having access to so many different outlets and, you know, 707, the different right. camps, the you know what I'm saying? Like, it, it's everything is out there for them. Um, but I feel like that might also kind of hold some people back, you know what I'm saying? The ones that ain't really, really got it in them like that, you know what I'm saying? It might right. it might hinder them because it's, you know, it's, it's so many different avenues and ways you can go. You know, they got the, the transfer portal, you know yeah. what I'm saying? Like, it's it's so much, it's so much like now that that's just kind of like in the way and can be a distraction. Um, right. And I feel like for us, it was a little bit more, uh, you know, like we didn't have all the, the the knowledge and stuff like that. We just had the want to and the, you know, ability type stuff. So right. um, I feel like they'll be better off for the long run, but you know, it's, it's probably going to be a little bumpier before you get to that, you know, that big hurdle, you know, to step to the next level, it's probably be a little bumpier um, and, and more unconventional routes for, for a lot of people. It's crazy to say that because, when you think about it, like, man, some of the kids that I see and when I'm hearing them breaking down, like, seven, eight-year-olds, oh, they ain't cover two. Like, what? Right. Like, <laughs> like nah, bro, like, you know, we we, we basically, we had 23 blasts, 25, like, you know what I mean? Like, no, right. For real, <laughs> so, for real. like, it wasn't a whole lot. So, nah, but to see the next generation, like, uh, like being as advanced as they are, the only thing that kind of worried me sometimes is like, man, dude, are they going to have like the social skills? Like you got the COVID babies, like, you know, mm-hmm. right, right, right. And so when it comes to you go, you, you get these kids that are like all world and they ranked in the country at five or six years old. Right. Are they able to like assimilate themselves in a world where people put you in this fishbowl because of how good you are as a player? You feel me? So, right. Right. Uh, it, it, but <clears throat> how did you get to that point? Like, so you go to Mississippi, you in Mississippi, at what point did you know, like, man, I'm, I'm, I'm pretty, I'm pretty damn good. Like, when did you know that you had a shot to play further than a lot of your friends? Um, well, shit. Be honest, I ain't never had a doubt that I wasn't gonna play. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, we had a, we had a little. I think about this shit all the time. We had a little meeting. It was probably before, like, uh, the beginning, like the end of the spring before our eighth grade year. Okay. Well, I want to. It might have been a spring after that, but our coach was telling us that you know, one one two percent of y'all might go to college, blah blah blah. Oh, yeah, that's beast. Less less than one percent of y'all might go to the NFL. Blah, blah. It's probably sixty kids out there. I'm I'm the only nigga out there. I'm like shit. All right, he talking to y'all. Bro. Not me. <laughs> he ain't talking to me. All right, so JC, you dominate high school, youth football, all of that. What was, and of course, all the colleges coming at you. What mm-hmm. made you choose LSU? Well, so, hold on. Uh, despite what you think, it wasn't really a whole lot um, because the area that I went to school in was so small, it was kind of just, like, up and coming. My uh, The the school that I graduated from, it had been around for a while, but the school that I was going to up until my, well, 11th grade year of school, it was mm-hmm. a brand-new school, my older brother. About five years older than me. He graduated in first class in 06. Oh wow. So wasn't no recruiting, no none of that. Okay. So I had to um like that summer before I transferred to schools, my senior year, I ended up just going to the LSU camp. And the uh the coach liked me after from the camp and was like, you know, come on back to the second camp where all the commits gonna be at. And uh that's kind of how that that went. Man. After that second after that second camp, I got an offer and uh 
yeah, that was that, that, after that. It was kind of history. LSU offered me. I was like, all right, I'm committed. <laughs> it's over. It's the only one I got. I'm committing. <laughs> <laughs> so you go to LSU. You get there. So much talent on them teams. Like mm-hmm. you just name. You go down the names just off the top of my head. I know y'all had uh man Jamal Adams, Jalen Mills, Dion. Right. Uh, and so and CLC and then all them all them all them cats didn't come to after my first year. Oh wow. Right. They was all younger than me. So you ain't you ain't even get all the Brandon Taylor and Ooh. you know what I'm saying? Benny Logan, like Benny bro, Logan. It's so many guys. Kevin Mentor played, you know what I'm saying? Like, bro, it's it's so many. I could go from any any position. Really. Mentor, Mentor know? from the A ain't he? Say again. Where Kevin yeah, Mentor yeah. from? Yeah, he yeah, went to Stevenson, from, I think. Yeah, he's from Georgia. You know yeah, what I'm saying? We had talent on top of talent on top of talent. That's why I was saying it's a little different. Um, like college football, you know, having a little transfer reporter. When I was in school, you had to, you had to sit behind somebody for two years if you was, you know what I'm saying, at a good school. That's how Alabama do. You got to sit behind somebody. Right. And I just had a linebacker from um, my boy uh, Smile Money from Georgia on. He was like, bro, like our practices, like they, they, like, they, they telling me, like, do good, take your practice serious because – you know, we got so much talent, it's going to get you ready. Oh, like, yeah. And with so much talent at LSU, what was a moment in practice where you was just like, hey, bro, this is different out here. Like, hey, I got I got to, I got, hey, hey, these folks ain't playing. I got to come with it. Like, what moment woke you up and made you be like, hey, bro, like, I got a chance to go because LSU like that. Right. Um, I mean, it was, it was honestly early, you know what I'm saying? Just like, before I even got there, seeing, you know, what was going on and during the game, practice, you know, going against <clears throat> going against the older guys and even the guys in my class, um, you know, because in Mississippi, we didn't have all them athletes like that. Like, we had, you know, athletes here and there, but it wasn't every time you step in front of somebody, it, you know what I'm saying? You got potential to get cooked out there. <laughs> so, you know, it, it was definitely, uh, you know, early on. But I, I was, I would say, you know, just like going against, I would probably say one of the receivers that I, you know, try to try to focus going against a lot when I first got there was Ruben Randall. Mm-hmm. Because he was a, he was a, a, a big body receiver, you know what I'm saying? And he wasn't, slow you know what i'm saying he looked like a big body possession type receiver but that was fast as hell and he runs smooth <laughs> so he runs smooth so you never knew right and so just just like you know being on the um you know during camp you know the ones go against the, the younger guys and then like during the season um going against them and stuff like that now nah, it, it it definitely it definitely uh had me like damn all right i can't i can't f- around because even if i feel like i'm on this man, I feel like I played great defense. I could have played better defense. So it, right. it was, it was definitely, you know, a, a quick, a quick adjustment. You know that you gotta, you gotta level up. So you go through LSU. I think, um, what was it like? Did you know that Odell Beckham was gonna be like that? Like, like, was it oh, a surprise yeah. when he when he went off like in the league that first year? Were you, were you surprised at all? He was like, yeah, I knew he was gonna do that. No, no, no. Once once he got to the league, we already knew, but. We already knew that Odell was going to be a problem, like, towards the end of our first year. Um, like, going into – and it's crazy, like, going into – going into us, like, committing and signing and all that stuff, like, get, during recruitment, Jarvis was a bigger recruit than Odell. Right. You know what I'm saying? Like, he had more 
you know, or the stars, all that stuff, the people looking and stuff like that. But Odell was just, you know, I guess it was got a little sleepy on it because he went to the little Catholic school, you know what I'm saying? And right. Playing against the the competition out there, not saying that they sorry or nothing like that, but now when 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 we first got the you know camp and then going throughout the season and just like seeing that man progress and seeing how hard him and Jarvis work. Um, I want to say the Kentucky game. I think he scored. It, that might have been his first touchdown. I'm not sure, but he he caught a little he caught a little pass and he you know. Broke three dudes and went all the way across the field to I want to say, like that game, I was like, okay, yeah. He didn't yeah. finally got a little <laughs> chance to pop off and show a little something. Oh, right. yeah, that boy gonna be a problem. Nah, for sure. So you get your shot. Like, nobody was like, you're not one of the the names. It was a lot of names coming out in that draft, yo, yeah, right? Right. right. And nobody was really expecting it. But like, even from my time dealing with scouts, see what people think on the outside when they watch the games. See, scouts watch the games and the NFL teams are watching the games in a totally different yeah. way, right? Yeah, completely they're looking different. at size. They're looking at speed. They're looking at recovery skills. They're looking at mm -hmm. how do you project to the NFL. Right. What did you run at the combine? I ran a fofo. -fo. At 6'2", you run this fofo. -fo, and yeah. I know you was like, when you, after you ran that fofo, -fo, was you already like, Bro, I just did it, bro. Like, like, how did that feel knowing how you ran? Uh, I mean, the the running was good. Cool. The running was cool. I honestly felt like, and I still feel like this. I still feel like the clock at the combine is they they slowing them times because <laughs> we like all the athletes that we didn't see. We just we know what a four three looked like. Right. You know what I'm saying? We know what it looked like. You ain't got to tell me he ran like. We know what it looked like. And now it's seeing guys getting faster. Even when I was like, guys getting faster and faster, the time's not getting faster. That's not correlated. Like, right, right. You know what I'm saying? There was so I, many 4-3s at this year combine. It was like, 4-3, four 4-3. Three, four three. Like, that's what I'm saying. Like, like it's, it's it's crazy, you know what I'm saying, to to see how how far, you know, we've come. But I feel like, you know what I'm saying? You feel um, like you're a 4-3 guy, really? Like, No, absolutely. Absolutely. Right. Uh, so, coming out, you know what I'm saying? I you know, people doing the hand times. I know some people out there had four threes on the hand times and stuff like that, and then they got my official with a four four eight. But I wasn't even really tripping off the uh, the time or nothing like that. I just wanted to go out there and you know move good and show the people. You know what I'm saying? I like I'm a whole package at a corner. You know what I'm saying? So when it came down time, like I think you had only started like ten or eleven games or something like that at LSU, right? And so yeah. But then right before the draft, this buzz comes out like, man, Jalen Collins is a first round pick. Like, so, yeah. and then it was like, okay, then after all of a sudden, it's, oh, character concern, oh, drug test, drug test. And nobody had been, like, you was like, and I followed it so closely, I started right. seeing your name. I'm like, Jalen Collins, and I'm going back and looking like, oh, yeah, but top 15, top 20. Like, you yeah. know, just looking at what you did, the right. versatility, right? You know what I'm saying? All, you know, willing willing to get your nose dirty, a big corner. You know, at the time, the whole rage was the bigger corner at the time, right? right? So, right. it still is, really. But um, then this stuff comes out about these character concerns, and drug tests, and I'm like, bro, like, what's going on? Like, right. how did that impact you? Like, like, did you did you feel a kind of way at that time? Like, 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 and what do you think contributed that? Do you think like somebody just was like, was it some hate type stuff, or like what, how, <laughs> like how, what was going on with that whole situation? Right. Uh. Well, so the whole situation kind of <clears throat> for for me and how it was kind of like presented 
to to like the public and stuff like that. It was kind of like out of nowhere for me because the entire um, the entire process, you know how teams is checking on guys, seeing, asking their mama, they the grandma, the high school teacher, the college coaches, somebody around, like they're asking all the questions, they're doing their research, all this, and then you you ain't I ain't even factored in. You're going on the visits to the teams, the combine, like so you doing all these interviews. I didn't talk to damn near every head coach, every, you know what I'm saying? Like I didn't talk to every team so they know the situation. And then when the news come out, it's like, okay, so but for what though? Right. You know what I'm saying? Because right. it's like this is not new information. It's not like it's a secret that I feel some drug tests in college. Like the teams already knew and like, I ain't failed no drug tests, you know what I'm saying? Through the combine, all that, whatever. And so like, for me, it was, it was like, cause it did come out probably like the last like week or two before the draft. Um, so, so for me, like looking at the situation in the entirety, I'm like, damn, that's gotta be some hating shit because like what? Why? Why wouldn't this come out sooner? You know what and I'm saying? Lee, just like we just saw, right? Usually, the time for that type of stuff to come out is at the combine, when yeah. it ain't because that's when teams is talking to each other. What did right. you hear about him? Oh, I heard this. Oh, okay, cool. Usually, that's the time. Exactly. And so then, when the agents or like the schools or when somebody started throwing salt, that comes out later in the process because that makes people scramble their boards. And right. I almost be feeling like sometimes it's almost like. I hate to just you throw it around the word collusion like that, where it's like, nah, we ain't gonna pay. Right. Ain't nobody right. gonna pay that much for him because, you know, I ain't gonna take him. All right, well, all right. right. Y'all all agree we're not gonna? Okay, cool. We'll right. let him get the second round because you, right. like, it, it ain't no, it's no secret that you had a first round grade. Yeah. What did the Falcons tell you, like leading up to the draft about drafting you? And was there a conversation going into the draft? Like, hey, look, we know you got this stuff going on. We need you to clean that up. Like, how was that like when the Falcons went ahead and decided, like, they was going to pick you? And how was the conversations leading up to that? Um, I guess, like, leading up to it, it wasn't really a whole lot, you know, just because how the, how the business is. They don't really like to give out too much. You know what I'm saying? They don't, right. they don't really like to show their hand like that. Um, but, of course, there was some interest. I took a visit there. Um and some some other teams as well, but I knew that they were you know looking for a corner and uh, definitely interested. Um, and then so uh, you know come draft day, um, I, I didn't even really have much conversation with them besides the visit that I went to. But you know draft day they, they call you probably you know four or five picks before you get picked. And um, Coach Quinn called me. Um, I talked to you know Arthur Blank, and then I talked to Coach Quinn. Uh, and then so you know. Basically, his little message was, man, you know, um, you know, it's a it's a new a new job for me. You know what I'm saying? My first time head coach, and I, I like you as a player, uh, as a person, and all this. You know what I'm saying? And then that stuff came out, and he was like, you know, just uh, just I guess take care of business, and and you know, don't be a problem type. Um, and then so that that was that was that moving, you know, moving forward. So you go out now that that so. We'll talk about the Super Bowl year, like, but that was the the, the draft class that kind of laid the foundation. So first round, I think it was Vic Beasley, yeah, played a major role. Second yep. round, you, yeah. Third round was it? Dang, who went third? I know Justin Hardy oh, went like. I want to. I want to say. We, I think. I think we took Tevin. Tevin Coleman. Yep. Tevin Coleman yep. went third round. Mm -hmm. Fourth rounder, Justin Hardy, maybe. 
it was it was I think it was I think the top five or six people it was it was me it was me Vic uh Tevin uh Grady and yep. Justin yep Grady went fifth mm-hmm so that's that's a hell of a draft class like they hit five for five that hardly ever happens like right was, when y'all got was there a time at Kent where everybody just kind of looked around where it was like Hey bro, all of them, all of them fire. Like, golly, like and did y'all talk about it like to each other? Like, oh bro, we all finna make it. Like, uh no, I mean of course, like you know, coming in the draft class, because we we come in uh <clears throat> a little earlier, you know, the rookie mini camps and stuff like that. Uh I mean it's it's of course we we all had that that idea in the back of our head, but it's a little tough to keep that same, you know what I'm saying? Just like right. I know I'm finna be the like because you got to go out there and adjust and you know get with the with the team and see all the other so it's like you know what i'm saying it's a little little adjustment period but it, we definitely all had that you know what i'm saying that mindset that we want to be you know that guy so y'all all get to atlanta you coming from lsu by way of mississippi by way of kansas city mm-hmm. you get to the a brand new money yeah like, Atlanta is a different kind of city for a professional sports town because we're like it's it's it Atlanta really is slick like Wakanda, like you know, <laughs> you know like, like it's it's a lot going on. Like yeah. it's always rumors of people saying that people don't want to come to Atlanta because of the nightlife and folks want to come to Atlanta because you know, but I don't think it's as serious as people make it. Right. What was the adjustment like for you moving to Atlanta and for somebody that was, let's say somebody's a, a draft pick getting ready to come to Atlanta, what advice would you give them to kind of like kind of acclimate to the city? Uh well, the number one thing is 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 probably like your time management. Um going into cities, like you said, it's a lot going on. It's a yeah. lot of damn people. Uh the the amount of people was probably like the biggest thing for me just because, you know. Uh, where I am, where I'm, where I'm at in Mississippi, it's, it's not, you know, crazy big. And then LSU, Baton Rouge, not a huge city like that either. Um, so just adjusting to, like, the amount of people and knowing when you got to leave to get here on time. Mm. And, and, like, you got to almost, like, if, if, if you need 45, if you got 45 minutes to get there, you almost need to leave, like, an hour and a half early type shit because it, at any time during the, I've been in traffic at eight in the morning, three in the morning, 12, like <laughs> if, any time of day you want to call it three o'clock, six o'clock, seven, like, bro, it's, it's going to be traffic and it'll be at a different part of the city, bro. It's crazy. So that's definitely one of the, one of the biggest things, you know, find your little areas that you're going to go to. And don't try to be out doing too much because you'll definitely get lost in that. For real. Man, like, so the crazy, all right, so it's a lot of pressure on the Falcons in Atlanta. Oh, man, what? So, think, all right, so the Braves went to the World Series almost every year for in the 90s. They even won one. Right. Yeah, the Braves won a World Series the year before last. Don't nobody talk about it no more. They right. talk more about the Falcons Super Bowl that we didn't get. Then yep. the actual Braves winning one. The Hawks, man, they just – we happy when the Hawks go to the playoffs, man. Look, Trey Young went to the second round of the year. Everybody was like, yeah. Indeed. Second round. Like, I because. <laughs> <laughs> like, we ain't, even, we ain't even care. Bro, 
What was it like coming back to the city after the, after the Super Bowl? I went to work the next day, man. Then nobody talked. Like nah, everybody was upset, bro. Nah, it was it was for the for the first for that first like month or so. I didn't really do. Shit. I want to say like I was back home for maybe like four five days, and then I was gone, bro. I went on a little trip. Me and my girl, bro, I had to get out of there. Yeah, hey, it was sad, bro. It it's was now it's. They they taste they take sports so serious and I love it because the fandom is real you know what I'm saying it's a big family but like when we losing it's bad it get bad out there you know what I'm saying it's <laughs> just ruthless ruthless hey look I remember one time bro man, it, man folks were calling to the radio so it was like hey man I just seen you right away that busy B he just dropped this plate I was like hey man y'all folks is tripping bro. Wow, hell, dog. Hey man, like, and it's and it's a different kind of sports fandom because it's like ain't no celebrities in Atlanta. Like everybody think they famous. Like it don't Thanks. matter, bro. So somebody Thanks. will walk up to you and say something crazy, like crazy. Like you be like, bro, like that's such a such such such. Y'all tell him he need to learn how to tackle. Like they'll say some. <laughs> that, that, right. <laughs> that's what be going don't on. Like, how did you separate that in Atlanta from knowing that you know what they just fans and was it ever times where you just was like. Like, cause people like, but one thing about the city, folks realize, real recognize, real, so they know if you're a real one, like they're gonna show you love regardless. It's gonna right, be more right. of a conversation. Like, right. how did you kind of get into your groove in the city? Because it was a lot of pressure, you know. You know, then too, it's like you was balling, like you went like like shh, quick, yeah. Right. So like, right. how was like how what was your experience like in Atlanta with the fans? Um, <clears throat> for the most part, I feel like it was good. Um. I mean, we like uh, all the stuff that happened after the Super Bowl. Like, we already know how that goes. Everybody got that, so that's that's something different in itself. But for the most part, it was it was uh you know it was it's uh, really all being all love. You know, you got your few bad apples here and there type stuff. But uh, right. I mean, it's it's always been all love. You know, any any anywhere I go, see a Falcons fan type. Um, when I was in the city, um. I mean, it, it was it was it was really oh, what's up? You know what I'm saying? Type shit. like what? I ain't never really have no no crazy experiences like that. Um, you know, people get crazy on the internet and stuff like that. But that, that's I don't the easiest really, thing in the world. Yeah, right. I don't, I don't really uh, I get speed into too much of that. You know what I'm saying? I don't really let it get to me just because I'm a you know shit, I know who I am and I know what I'm doing. Like I ain't worried about all of that. Shit. So yeah, man. So the first thing a lot of folks used to be like, I was like, man. It might be God not giving the Falcons a Super Bowl because we don't know oh, how yeah. to act, bro. Like, Atlanta don't At know how to act, bro. Like, the first thing they did was like, you know what? Strip clubs open on Sunday. Like, bro, like, like it was just, <laughs> it was like, bro, the whole city was set up. Like, the yeah. parties was getting planned. Everybody was oh, like, yeah. hey, you getting your section? Like, at halftime, everybody was like crazy. So, right. and then everything shifted. Okay, cool. Was Tom Brady talking trash? Honestly, I wasn't that close. Okay. So I, you know what I'm saying. I wasn't never that close to the to the to the huddle and the line like that, so I could hear him. But I'm I'm sure he said something. If you play sports, and you don't talk. I mean, you probably right. locked in like that. Not everybody talks, but like, I'm sure he said something. <laughs> now you I know, know what? I, I, I just thought about it too because I do remember like like because I think I think that was. That was the year you was coming off suspension, I think, or something. Mm -hmm. uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The year before you went super crazy, and it was yeah. like you know. But and after that, so what happened? Happened. 
if now do I don't know if you know this. Was the call made to go for it like when they were saying uh to not kick the field goal? Was that a uh, Shanahan call or a Dan I, Quinn call? Okay, so so that's that's one of the things I I have no idea. Just because like during the games, offense and defense be so separated. You know what I'm saying? Like mm-hmm. I know for a fact, not even maybe, maybe the defensive coaches knew kind of what was going on, maybe the headset type thing. But honestly, I don't think it, I don't think the defense, like none of the defensive staff knew what was going on on the other side of the ball because, you know what I'm saying, we just so locked in. But, I mean, shit, I, I couldn't even tell you. Was y'all, was y'all, I, mad, was y'all mad, like, that y'all, what, what, what is, was the team mad when the field goal didn't get kicked? Well, so, on defense, we was like, okay, boom. We, you know, we got – Mac can hit that shit, you know what I'm saying? We think, okay, whatever, whatever. But at the end of the day, we like, if they don't kick it, whatever, we riding type shit. You know right. what I'm saying? It wasn't right. it wasn't ever like a, damn, we don't believe in them or damn, they should have type. It wasn't ever any, anything like that. We was just like, all right, what we got to do next? All right, right. let's get it. Right. But I, I mean, I, I I was thinking that, you know, we'll, we'll kick the field goal. So right. some of the some of the calls, you know what I'm saying, on that, on that uh, drive right there was – if I, if I if I was a coach, I'm like, damn, I'm trying to get this field goal, boy. I need to, put it <laughs> I need to put it away. Right. But yeah. Well, you, do you think that um? So as far as that team that year, because Shanahan was already up out of there, like it wasn't even no like he was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Do you think like the offense kind of dictated like the like as far as like how things went that year? Was it like more so of like a Dan Quinn as a CEO type deal and Shan- the offense was, and Shanahan was kind of like the day-to-day type guy, or was it more so like every like Dan Quinn had his hands in everything? Um, no, nah, I feel like he he kind of did, you know, as a as a head coach, you gonna you gotta know everything right. that's going on type shit. Um, but I but he I wouldn't say he had he really had hands on on, on the offense like that. I mean, he, of course he probably knew and probably could override some shit here and there, but I feel like, you know, it was it was more like what you said. Um, you know, he kind of he kind of let Shan had the reins and, and you know let him let him do do what he wanted within reason type. Nah, nah, I feel you on that. So, uh mm-hmm. we, we 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 Super Bowl over with. I gotta ask you yeah. about this, bro. Yeah, uh, this one I said, okay, Jalen Collins is really an honorary Atlanta. Like so, yeah. After the Super Bowl part, everybody everybody goes to Houston, bro. Like the whole city in Houston almost. It's yeah. a party. Tit. Two chains is performing. Oh yeah, bro! It's another dude with dreads on stage after the game, bro. It's you, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> what made you go up there, bro? <laughs> I'm dead. So I'm like a, I'm like a big, big music head. I, I be, you know, up on all the new music. I listen to different things and stuff like that. So uh, that your coloring book came out, and that was one of the albums that I listened to a, a good bit. You know what I'm saying? What chance at the time, and you know, I I definitely with two chains like so. That was one, that was one of the songs that I heard, you know, multiple times throughout the year. It got me, you know, what I'm saying turned up to that a little bit. And so we was just out there, bro. Uh, the, the party after the game was out there drunk, you know, with my family. We was all turning up, just trying to enjoy ourselves. And I was like, bro, this our party, bro. We at the Super Bowl, like we we played the Super Bowl today, bro. Like, of course we ain't win that, but I'm like, Fuck, bro, I'm finna have a good time. He what else you gonna do? Right, bro. He he started playing that song. Probably we was probably like 
four, five Patron shots in, me and the whole, I'm talking about from grandma to damn little cousin, me, everybody was in there <laughs> drunk. So I was like, man, this, I'm finna go up there, bro. Right. There wasn't, yeah. there wasn't no security on, at the stage. I was like, I walked up there. Was like, <laughs> all right. And then he kept for him. I was like, all right, yeah, we good. Right. No, for sure. <laughs> South, South side, man. Shout out to Tit, man. Um, yeah, yeah. So after that season, like, I think it was another suspension and mm-hmm. another one or something like that. And then, all right, from that point, it was like, okay, cool. Like, is Jalen Collins ever going to make it back? Then the Indianapolis calls you. Like, right. you got to think, like, this is this ain't, like, no random Rudy Poop guy. This is somebody who came in as a rookie balling, right. showing, right. like, you know, going up against the best and handling his business and, like, you know, in cover three and some man situations. So showing that you could play both, you feel me? So right, right, right. Indianapolis gives you that phone call. What was that like, knowing that you that somebody was still watching you after everything you had been through? Uh, I mean, it, it was it was a, a comforting feeling, just you know everything that I was going through. Um, I mean, just just to know I still had somebody in my corner and I still had you know opportunity. Um, but it it was good because like throughout the process of me being suspended, I kind of talked to the team before then. And you know they was like, oh, we'll 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 check in, you know, once this is up. And then um, talking to them after everything was was finished, and and um, once they finally flew me out there and had a little workout, uh, and then after that it was like, yeah, we gonna we gonna sign you, bro. And uh, and that was that was it was just a like a big weight lifted off my shoulders, knowing um, you know I had been through a lot, been out of football for a while. And you know, still had the opportunity to go out there and, and try to you know earn a job, earn a spot. Uh, it's it, it definitely meant a lot to me. Do, do you still keep like so any like when the Falcons finally did like so before you go to the coast, the, the Falcons said, "All right, we're gonna let you go." Like, right? Was that was that Dan Quinn that called you? Was it the GM that called you? Like, did anybody like have a talk with you that you had built a relationship with, or was it more so like a, "All right, man, that's it, bye." It, it was it was really more so like a I you know what I'm saying like it was I want to say that week they played on Monday mm-hmm. and so the next day Tuesday like I'm I'm driving up to the facility because it's the first day that I can go back up there I know that was the, that was the end of suspension I know it but I know I know it was an off day but I'm like man that I've been at the house for months like so. I'm pulling up to the facility and I parked the car. I'm finna get out. I assume like I opened my door and my phone ring. I said, okay, it's it's Coach Quinn. He was like, hey, Jalen, um, can you can you come up here? I was like, I'm about to walk in the building right now. Right. And he was like, Oh, okay, uh, I'll see you when you get up here. And I was like, <laughs> So oh, man. I I ain't know what's going on. I get up there and it's it's him and uh it's him and, and T.D., Dimitrov. Right. And, you know, basically we just sat down. It was probably like a quick little five, ten-minute little conversation. And it was like, yo, we, you know, blah, blah, this and that, and we're going to let you go. It wasn't even like a, what's going on, what this, that. It was just like, all right. So I was like, damn. Right. Like that? Like. I ain't even try to figure out what the situation was. They were just like, all right, bro, we ain't got time. With with how the rules done changed and some of this, like, like so it, with the new rules and, it, like, you know, how everything done changed. Yeah. Bro, 
you probably if you had four suspensions, you probably would only have one at the most. I would it would with how the rules are set up now, I would have had the one suspension. I would yeah, I would have had the one the one suspension. Right. Um after my at the end of my rookie season, going into that that next year. I, that's the only suspension I would have had. So with, as far as knowing is like, bro, like, yeah, I, I really just got caught in a time that we knew needed to be changed. Facts. How does that impact? Like, like, how do you, man, how do you, how do you cope with that, bro? Like, you know, and and I'm and if it, if it goes deep, I'm cool. But I right. know it's times where I, where life be like unfair, and I'm like, bro, like, if this would have been a year later, right. My right, whole right. life would probably be different. Mm-hmm. How do you cope with knowing stuff like that, or knowing, or, or with that situation? Um, I mean, honestly, honestly, bro, just like trying not to get caught up in it. Um, mm-hmm. and and really, the the biggest thing is just being grateful for the opportunities that I've been blessed with. Hey, Amen. You know what I'm saying? I I I ain't really the type to you know like do holding grudges or holding on to bad feelings and anything that's like negative, bad mood type shit. Like I'm I'm not. I'm not that type of person. I like to chill. I like to be easy. You know what I'm saying? I like to be in right. a good mood, laugh, have a good time. And so, of course, those feelings come, but, like, I know how to control it and, and keep myself kind of kind of even to where I can handle situations that are tougher or, you know what I'm saying, whatever whatever it may be. Um, so, for, for me, it, it's tough to see, but, honestly, I'm I'm happy because it's, it's, it's not going to be – anymore Jalen Collins you know what I'm saying guys right. getting in trouble and they got to put out this narrative because he likes to do this and that like 90% of the league likes to do that right you know what I'm saying it, it is what it is all sports league people like to do that and you know be, it becoming more legal and I guess more acceptable you know what I'm saying like I'm happy that guys can be themselves and, and still you know, further their careers. It's almost like you were like a martyr for the cause, almost like. Bro, I honestly, and, and I'm like, I think about it a lot, of course, because I had to deal with it. But I'm like, man, honestly, I don't even really give a damn. As long as the next the next guy don't have it as hard as I did and I and I could, you know, impart some knowledge on somebody or, or affect somebody's, you know, affect somebody's path in a positive way, bro, I, I ain't even tripping. All right, with that being said, let's say I'm John Morant right now. Yeah. What would you say to me after everything that he – like, first of all, man, I got to talk about this. Bro, how lame is it for this strip club to put out these images of this boy, man? Like, No, that's right. That's right. That's right. That's it's, 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 it's crazy, like, what's being done. Of course, I'm not – I'm not – you know, I'm not saying what he did was right. Right. But – to the extent that people are going and saying and trying to like tarnish his character and stuff like that. Like everybody make mistakes, you know what I'm saying? Like people have guns and this and that, and people have done dumb shit before. So it's like, it's, it's, it's not right at all. He probably, he don't need to be doing that. He don't need to be portraying himself in that light because he is one of, you know what I'm saying? Our top athletes. Right in the sports world. He is one of our top athletes. So it's like, he has, he has a bigger platform than, you know what I'm saying? He's, you know, act, you know what I'm saying? He's showing like, um, but honestly, like you, you, as a, as an athlete, like, you know, you gotta, 
you got to do stuff a certain way and this and that. And the only thing he did wrong in my eyes was was show the gun. If he didn't do this right here, all nobody's this go away. Talking, nobody's talking about anything because right. my is in the strip club. He spent money. You know what I'm saying? He just do that. Everybody do that. So Bro, look, the whole Atlanta United went to Magic City with the trophy. Bro, that's what I'm saying. Like we've been, you we we'll go to damn Cheetah to pregame for for a birthday party. Come club. on, right? Like, you know what I'm saying? We we out there. So it it's like, it just sucks. It just sucks that they going um to this extent because he the only thing he did was show the gun, and it's not. <clears throat> it's and a lot of places it's not necessarily legal to have a gun, but you know it's it's not smart to be showing your guns. Right. Um, and then I guess getting a little deeper into it, you know what I'm saying, where they was at and how he had the gun and all that stuff, that's, you know, uh, another conversation. But, like, the biggest thing is just, like, man, you got to know, like, when and where type, you know what I'm saying? You know you know everybody watching. Right. Like, everybody. So it it's tough, but I feel like the, you know, the, the links that they're going to is is too much right now. Man, like when I'm when I'm when I'm thinking about it, I'm kind of like, man. Of course, you know what I'm saying. He's young, and you know what I'm saying. And everybody makes mistakes, but I almost feel like sometimes, like the announcers and like the the people in, in position, they they get in contact with them. They're not right. saying nothing that's gonna help them because right. like this, this is the scary thing to me. Don't put this man in a position to where he's got to prove it. Right. Like then we're gonna see the a, a, a star falling, like you know, in front of the whole world, like the revolution to be televised, that whole nine. Like right. So who is putting their arm around him and saying, Hey, bro, like I like what Jalen Rose said to him, like, hey, you know, like I'm a John Morant. Like you got guys like yourself who saying, like, hey man, just understand where you are. Like I get it, I understand, but just understand you got these eyes on you. Right. What's your opinion of uh, uh, some of these older sports heads or whatever? Not even older, just some of these guys is just like teeing right. off on the kid. Like, what would you say to them, to the guys who just teeing off of them instead of putting their arm around them? Right. Uh, I mean, I feel like that's there's there's a time and place for everything. You know, say say he say he would have been out with the gun shooting that bitch off. Right. Now tee off on him because right. he really he really lost his mind. You right. know what I'm saying? Like. Now is not that time. He did something stupid. A lot of people don't like it, but at the same time, he didn't hurt nobody. You know what I'm saying? He 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 didn't like disrespect nobody. Type like he ain't openly beefing with somebody, creating. You know what I'm saying? He's not doing all this stuff. He just out partying, having a little too much fun. He be, might drink a little too much. Like okay, bro, we we can get that in check. Like. It's just right. a little conversation that need to be had. It don't need to be tearing this man down and throwing him under the bus because we really all we got as far, right. you know what I'm saying? Like we right. all get to this level and we all be like, oh, we did this, you know what I'm saying? I did this and it, but we really all we got. Right. But don't nobody care about us except for us. So nah. So like, how do you feel like the the music impacts athletes, like the op culture, like all this, like, oh, I got ops, I got this. And I'm like, bro, right, like, right. look, like, do you feel like music has a part to play in it or do you feel like it's just guys who just need to kind of tone themselves down? Right. Uh, I mean, I wouldn't I wouldn't put nothing on music because at the end of the day, music is just, you know, storytellers telling the story. You right. know what I'm saying? They could be talking about themselves or whatever, but like, 
as as far as you getting influenced and being influenced by by said things like that's all up to you you know what i'm saying you have right. to have self-control enough to be like okay this just music you know what i'm saying like right. yeah it's fun to you know be out in in a certain light and, and have some fun and portray yourself and this and that but nah these guys just got to be a little smarter with what they're doing and media big right now you got to be be smart what you're putting out there nah man like now nah, i'm glad you said it in that way because i i you know, and I had to present the question fairly, but at the same time, it was like, man, look, you got, like, a lot of folks be on job, like, oh, he got two parents, he got this. I'm like, bro, like, you don't know what this man got going on. Right, that I don't know mean so nothing. many folks on right. chain game right now with two parents. Like, you right. know, that's both of them, doctors, lawyers, like, don't right. matter. If it's in your head and it's in your heart, that's what you're going to do. Right. So, you know, I, I, I appreciate, the, you know, you, know, you kind of being real about it because it's so right. easy for folks just to be like, Oh man, he ain't real. But you don't know what this man done been through. Like nobody yeah, does. Huh? Like right. and your school <clears throat> don't determine who you are as a person. Like, you know how many folks that done been to, to the Woodward Academies of the world. I know some of the X. biggest game bangers in X. Atlanta, you know what I'm saying? That have been the folks. Yeah, come on, bro. Like none of been <laughs> places. So you can't you yeah. can't really put that label on folks. Man, JC, the raw room. Where can people find yeah. you, dog? Uh you can find me on Instagram. It's jcar underscore 32. Twitter is jcar underscore 11. Um, and then the raw room, raw under, under underscore underscore room. That's on Twitter, Instagram, uh, you know, TikTok. You know what I'm saying? You got on some of that merch. Oh, oh yeah, definitely. You know how we rocking. Yeah, the you know yeah, how yeah. Some, some of the hardest merch you're gonna see for any podcast out there. Like, you know, yeah, you sir. Like right I'm, now he, I'm, whip, I'm whipping up some new designs, so so y'all be tuned in for that in the next coming months, man. We go, we putting out some new stuff. We gotta restock. Nah, for sure, man. Hey, P Dukes for the casual flex, Dukes to school. All right, we out. Appreciate it.